You're listening to Bloom in Tech with David Bloom. This podcast sponsored by Fabric Media in Venice, California. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bloom in Tech, where we pick through the rubble of the collision of tech, entertainment, and media to gin up a few glittering gems of story ideas that we polish and present to you. I'm your host, David Bloom. Thanks so much for listening. It's nice to know there's some humans out there interested in all this stuff and want to think further about what it all means, just like I do. This has been an interesting time. Mark Zuckerberg's midweek missive last week on his plans to pivot Facebook to privacy, as he put it, set off a tsunami of hot takes, which mostly missed what I think is a much bigger trend. While Facebook is long overdue for an overhaul, after years of missteps and bad behavior, this pivot probably isn't that. Zuckerberg isn't killing his business, just trying to make it look better amid mounting public and political pressure. But even as Zuckerberg plasters platitudes over some less meaningful tweaks to his business, what we still quaintly call social media has already been overhauling itself. Facebook's changes are just part of much bigger shifts that long-term will move us from what we've known the past decade into a new era focused on messaging, e-commerce, and intimate, quickly dissipated, and constant connections with people we may already know and actually care about. Even Zuckerberg acknowledges that, at least in this crucial paragraph from his post announcing the big pivot. Quote, Today we already see that private messaging, ephemeral stories, and small groups are by far the fastest growing areas of online communication. There are a number of reasons for this. Many people prefer the intimacy of communicating one-on-one or with just a few friends. People are more cautious of having a permanent record of what they've shared. And we all expect to be able to do things like payments privately and securely. That paragraph could describe WeChat, the messaging app that basically runs the lives of hundreds of millions of Chinese people, It also might make you think of some Apple initiatives and, to a lesser extent, what Facebook's own WhatsApp, with its 1.5 billion users, already makes possible. With WeChat, you can order a meal, arrange a car pickup, make a payment, buy tickets, and much else. Also, you can send a message. It's effectively a meta-operating system, sitting atop whatever cell phone and mobile operating system you're already using. And in China, that phone might be from Apple, or, more likely, any of dozens of challengers using forked versions of Android. WeChat enables most things that people in China want to do with cell phones without depending on the phone's maker to do much of anything other than stay out of the way. You can see why that mobile-first, software-centric approach might appeal to a tech imperialist such as Zuckerberg, focused on world domination as he is and already such a control freak that he is his company's chairman, CEO, and majority shareholder. So Zuckerberg is planning to merge the technical backends of Instagram, Facebook Messenger, and WhatsApp so that users of each network can easily message people on the other platforms. And the conversations would be private, he swears, walled off with cryptography from even Facebook's ability to track what's being said. That's probably a big deal, but it's almost certainly not as big a deal as Zuckerberg would pretend that it is. He's just making it harder to break Facebook into its component parts, as critics want, while imposing privacy in areas that won't affect Facebook's bottom line. The move also helps absolve Facebook of some of the endless, brutal challenges of moderating the bounds of egregious material traffic to cross its pipes. That said, the move also acknowledges how much public enthusiasm for Facebook has already waned. 
Calls for more regulation and even breakup are coming from just about everywhere, led by notable critics such as Professor Zainab Tufekci, former Zuckerberg mentor and investor Roger McNamee, and U.S. Senator Elizabeth Warren, who's making it a big part of her entire presidential campaign. Expect more of that. Meanwhile, millions of users have abandoned the platform, and tens of millions more are using it far less, even if they can't quite yet completely disconnect. Worse, teens think of Facebook as the digital media equivalent of a 1973 Impala, driven slowly and boringly by their grandmother. They have little interest in hopping behind that wheel and going for a spin. All of this isn't to say that the business of social media is going away anytime soon. One recent study estimated that 13 million social media influencers generated $7 billion in revenues last year. And Instagram remains red hot, seemingly avoiding much of the backlash battering its parent company. But what's happening at Facebook is part of larger shifts affecting the entire industry. The other half of the duopoly, Google, has seen prices for its cost-per-click search ads drop for 14 straight quarters. They were down 28% in Q3 of 2018. And ads, particularly search ads, pay for pretty much all of Google's other operations, almost certainly including that little YouTube unit you may have heard of, whose revenue sharing has been social media's financial bedrock the past decade. As with Facebook, Google is facing epochal changes in consumer behavior, brand motivation, and technology. A recent Forrester research study snapshotted the transition in digital marketing away from the traditional search ads and toward voice and voice-activated queries on phones, TVs, smart speakers, and all kinds of other devices. Google has technology for this, but so too do Apple, Samsung, and especially, especially Amazon. These voice-powered devices soon will be everywhere, transforming the way we search for and advertise about things. Smart brands such as Capital One, Domino's, Humana, and L'Oreal are already incorporating voice search into their marketing. If that Siri or Alexa-enabled search defaults to something other than Google, as it can, that's a loss. Forrester says people are using other tools, including voice skills, as in the bits of programming that tell Alexas what to do in specific situations, SEO, branded content, and content on shopping-friendly sites. Yes, Pinterest, preparing for a lucrative IPO any day now, should be in a good place. But Amazon is in an even better position. Not only does Amazon have Alexa, helping funnel users to its content, resources, and peerless e-commerce platform, it has so much more. There's Twitch, with 3 million monthly live streamers and a very different way to connect with audiences and monetize their attention. There's the Amazon Influencer Marketing Platform, which sets up custom affiliate marketing storefronts for influencers. And there's Amazon's own advertising operation, which generated most of the $3.4 billion in other revenue that Amazon reported recently. Amazon is now third in digital advertising behind Google and Facebook. And it's not just Amazon poised for the future. As soon as March 25th, Apple is expected to debut new services, including making $1 billion worth of big-name TV shows available free to its hundreds of millions of users. Those shows are likely to be far more interesting than anything served up so far in Facebook Watch or Instagram's IGTV. Apple also is likely to roll out a news and magazine service that can provide a more legitimate alternative to Facebook's shoddy newsfeed. It likely would include publications you've actually heard of instead of a feed of dubious posts from Russian tricksters and other marginal mayhem makers interspersed with the occasional baby picture. 
Tim Cook has been hugely critical of Facebook's data malpractice. If he really wants to kneecap Facebook, Apple will make its messaging app and other services available beyond Apple devices. Recent deals with Samsung and other TV makers to enable access to Apple content might have been a first step in this direction. TikTok, another Chinese company with hundreds of millions of users, has hit its own hockey stick moment with teens and tweens. It's definitely taking off. Given owner ByteDance's own corporate heft, Facebook won't be able to buy TikTok, which is Zuckerberg's usual strategy number one with competition. And while Facebook can copy TikTok's functions, which is Zuck's anti-competitive strategy number two, young users still aren't going there. They may not even care if Instagram adds those karaoke functions and other TikTok-like capabilities. There are other players out there, especially overseas, and especially among messaging apps with all kinds of capabilities that mean mobile users don't need to spend much time with Facebook, Google, or Twitter. In the end, Zuckerberg's pivot to privacy might become memorable merely for memorializing a moment when the big players noticed the industry they've built has begun transforming into something else. For that, I suppose we can thank him. So that's my show. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks too to our sponsors who helped make this all possible. If you have any thoughts about where social media is headed in the middle of this inflection point, drop me a line on LinkedIn or Twitter, which is at David Bloom, or send me an email at davidbloomnla at gmail.com. I love hearing from you, and if you like Bloom and Tech, please like it, review it, and share it across the heavens. Turns out that inscrutable magic algorithm machine really likes to see those things, and it makes the podcast easier for others to discover and enjoy it too. In the meantime, have a great rest of your day. Now that we've gotten into daylight savings time and the sun isn't going down so early anymore, so you'll have a longer time to enjoy it. This is David Bloom for Bloom and Tech, over and out. This episode was based in part on a column that I wrote this week for TubeFilter.com. TubeFilter writes about influencers and influencer marketing, and my insights column covers those areas and quite a bit more. Check it out. This is David Bloom for Bloom and Tech. Take care, everybody.